Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Good morning or afternoon, based on wherever you are in this world. Uh, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to our Facebook Live for Marriage Helper. This is a program where you can actually call in and ask us questions about relationships. Now, often people ask us about marriage problems, and we're happy to deal with those if you would like to ask those questions. But we'll answer any kind of questions as best we can having to do with relationships. So it can be even, you know, with your children or with your parents or whatever. If you'd like to call and talk to us on the air, then you call 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, when you hear that answer, you need to press the number 1, and that puts you in the queue, and then uh, we'll talk to you. If you want to talk to us, call quick, (laughs) because we get loaded up with calls pretty rapidly here. Mm-hmm. And with us today is our CEO, the young woman who runs this entire organization, and her name is Kimberly Holmes. How are you today? Caffeinated. <laughs> or I will be. Maybe you, not quite you, yet. You just started. Yeah, when we met earlier today, I had a huge cup of coffee, so I'm actually a little wired here. Yeah, well, no, I did not just start. My first cup of coffee was at 4.30 this morning, so this is my... After it's like evening for me right now (laughs) in my body. Lots of lots of coffee going into you. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Our uh, our co-host here, Kimberly Holmes, is also the CEO of our organization. uh, Is in Mm -hmm. process of adopting with her husband, two children from India, Mm -hmm. and you just got more notices about that today. We did. We're super close to traveling to go and get them. So in a couple of weeks, I will not be here. There will be someone else, whoever you choose, to sit here as your co-host for a period of time. I'll be gone for about three months on maternity leave. So I know I look super pregnant. I'm expecting two. That's what I keep telling. I'm eating for two now. They're four years old and two years old, but that doesn't matter. You're adopting. You're eating for actually three. three. I'm eating for three. Exactly. And so what I just heard you say was I have to have a co-host because you don't trust me to do this by myself. If you want to solo do it with some of the callers that we get, <laughs> then you can totally do that. Okay, we'll work that out. We'll work and it Speaking out. of callers, I think we already have one or two in the line. We yeah, sure do. 657-383-0812. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's slower. 657-383-0812. But be sure that as soon as you get that answer, you press that number one to put you in the queue, because that will be extremely important if you actually want to talk to us. Yes. So are we ready to go to, go to a call? Here? We are. We're going to go to Adam from Georgia. Adam. Adam, can you hear us okay? Yes. Hello. How may we help you today, Adam? Uh, I'll just cut to the chase on the question. I, I did hire a, one of your coaches, and he gave me some – I told him I would, I'd like to call in, and he gave me some tips. So my question is going to be uh, when to stop trying. Um, and the basis of that question is the length of time uh, that it's been. It's We, we got divorced very quickly um, last May. Uh, after it was in, in January, she told me the marriage was over. I did not know. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. 
And and then by May, uh, I had a friend who was a lawyer. And then by May, I mean it was you know, he got it expedited. And uh, and then just, just basically the, the, there were some pretty bad problems in the marriage. Uh-huh. For me, they were it was eighty eighty percent good, twenty percent bad. But of course, she saw it as ninety nine point nine percent bad. But the problems were just a, a clear double standard uh, against my child from another marriage versus her uh-huh. her children. Uh, I and I know we're not supposed to diagnose people with disorders, but the stuff she did was rose to the level of being, to me, a, a disorder, and I and I tolerated it. But it doesn't change the fact that I am deeply, madly in love with this woman, and and uh, it's, it's been hell. And I've read so many books, uh, Psychopath Free, and Leave the Cheater Game Life, and and I did practice two, three and a half months periods of no contact but she reached mm-hmm. out to me the whole time and she has never okay. failed to reach out to me mm-hmm. so we started seeing each other in september of last year and we mm-hmm. quote unquote dated for about four months mm-hmm. we saw each other uh, two three times a week uh talked to maybe you know two three times a week yeah. but she would not have sex she didn't like me kissing her uh, mm-hmm. and your coach has helped me to accept a, you know, 100% friendship and, and I'm doing, I've been doing pies since the very beginning. I just, I didn't even know what pies were. I just started self-improving because of the the trauma. And right. so now I'm hitting it harder, but just basically um, it's actually coming up very soon. It's the anniversary that she told me the marriage was over. She told mm-hmm. me she's going to start dating in February. Mm-hmm. And then she, right before Christmas, she hit, me with the bombshell, I think maybe the possible man that was involved from before there were any problems that oh. I knew of, and she I said see. that there's a guy that she has attraction to and feelings for, and when his divorce is final, she's going to be dating him. And that caused me to go into another, like a third in contact, and she, every time I do that, she reaches out to me desperately. And so with your coach's help I called her and like I couldn't get off the phone with her she she just loves to talk to me and then okay. we spent 10 hours together Saturday we will spend 10 and 12 hours together on the weekends and mm-hmm. so that's kind of my situation okay if I ask who is the coach that you're working with uh Jared and he's awesome okay Jared's a good guy he's a very very smart guy mm-hmm. good guy we like that we, we think very highly of Jared Okay, I'm going to ramble just for a second or two, but it's all going to be pertinent, okay? And here's the deal. <clears throat> Remember that we talk about, or you may have heard us talk about it, is that people don't think what they have unless they believe what they're going through is better. And so typically when right. a person's leaving a relationship, we say, okay, why is it that this person thinks it's better than you without you? But now let's put that back in the realm of you. Now, the fact that she's still contacting me, the fact that we spent 10 hours together on Saturday, Sounds like it. Uh, of course, now I understand. I'm, I'm having to guess at this because I don't know your life and I don't know you. But it sounds as if you guys still have some degree of relationship that's fulfilling her. You think so, Kimberly? Fulfilling her at least in some way. In some way. Because of the fact that she continues mm-hmm. to have contact with you, so it's fulfilling her at least in some way. Now let's now yeah, she, to you. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say she she tells me I'm her best friend. We had a blow-up um, early in December, and I left. She was talking so mm-hmm. to me, and as I'm leaving, she's screaming at me, I want you in my life. Um, yeah. And we can, well, we can talk for hours and hours, as long as that, but if I talk about anything serious, she gets so upset. She, you know, she, she doesn't want to get back together. Gotcha. 
So it kind of boils down to this, my friend. If you take that same principle that people don't believe what they have unless they believe what religion is better, that's also applicable to you. What I mean by that is this. If the relationship that you have with her right now, where that you are at least to some degree friends, if, if that's something that you want to continue, because if you leave that, what, what are you going to do that's better? And so if you want to continue to do that, you certainly can. And so often I suggest to people, think about it this way. If it's tearing you up so much, it's just really ripping into you, even physically, what I mean by that is that you can't keep it right or, or you're beginning to have physical problems because of the stress or the worry or the anxiety, or if it's beginning to affect you intellectually, what I mean by that is that you can't really think that with, uh, like, like your job and other things like that, and this is becoming a coaching into that, or emotionally, so that you're having your own emotional problems or feeling rejected to the point where it's just miserable for you or anxiety or worry, all those kinds of things, or even spiritually, it is beginning to affect your beliefs and values so that, that you're beginning to violate your own beliefs about what's right and wrong, your own values and what people should do, then you might reach at that point. Uh, remember what we're talking about now is more of an art than a science. Okay? I can't say exactly at the point that's when this occurs. But the art here is, at some point, if you decide, no, I'm actually better off if I end the relationship altogether and move on. Physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, do I need to do that for my sake or for the sake of the child? Then, then that's the time when you say, okay, it's time to quit. Because what this is doing to me is affecting me so negatively that if I stay in it as it is now, it's going to affect me even more negatively, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. Because it sounds as if she's in a kind of a form, a kind of a form of what we call the valley. She has you as a friend, but she doesn't have to come back because you continue to be her friend. And right. she's telling me she's going to date some other guy. And uh, what I hear you saying is you think that he was a factor way back when, he, when she first told you this is not going to make it. And so the decision for you, Adam, is simply this. It's simply, it's not simple. The decision for you is this. Is it having a negative effect enough on me or on my child or even on her that if I continue to be her friend while she's doing these other behaviors, it's going to affect us negatively? At some point, that's when you decide to draw the line and you go, okay, I can't continue well, into this as it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm, and that's what Jared's helping me with. And, and, and after seven months of no contact and, and, and thinking that I was just done, uh, I'm very, very close to my stepkids, and I'm 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 older. So, man, my, my all of our kids are grown and and out of the house. But the way she treated my daughter was, you know, over the past decade when she because my daughter just now you know started college and moved off. But I'm very, highly very close to her. She's got grandchildren that I'm very, very close to, and uh, her daughter begged me to come back into you know their life. They they reached out to me. She reached out to me. She said, please come back into their life. So I've done that. And uh, no, I, I've I've decided to be strong because I don't want to lose mm-hmm. these people. And um, Jared's helping me to be strong. And uh, you know, I, I you know, and, and also I was I was an, I was an alcoholic in the marriage, and so I take responsibility for you know for that. And so there was things that I did. Um, and then the other the other this is a, a quick question. Right within the week, few weeks, I found out I went to a pastor, and he said, "Read James Dobson's Love Must Be Tough and write the letter and give it to her." And I did, and that made her. That didn't make her. She was already ready to leave, but she used that letter to 
pull the trigger. She already had an apartment picked out. But I, I regretted that. Uh, but I think you have – I've read stuff you've said that that might not have been a bad idea. But I would like to know what you think about that. You know, I, I think that it's done. <laughs> what you did is what you did. Kind of look back at it and go, should I have, should I not have? I don't know how that benefits you in any shape, fashion, or form. The, the, so I don't have an opinion about that. She uses it, but it probably – it does not necessarily mean that was the reason, as you understand. When people are looking for a reason to go, looking for a chance to go, they're making them latch on to anything, and then that becomes the reason when in actuality is not the reason. I don't know her, so I can't speak to that about her. But I, I appreciate the fact that you want to continue to be involved in her children's life and the grandchildren's life. I mean, I think that's admirable, my friend. But when it comes back to your question of should I continue to stand for the marriage, well, you have to make the decision. Is it is it affecting you negatively? If so, it may be time when you stop. Can you hang on in there for a while? Then if so, maybe you continue to. But the one thing that sounds clear is that right now she kind of has what she wants. She can be friends with you and continue to do the other things. Now, if you can tolerate that for a while, we suggest that people do. But if it's becoming negative for you in the pies, then it's time to do something differently, my friend. But no, but I, I want to continue. Yeah, I want to continue, and and I want to try to win her back, while right. while doing this delicate balancing act of of doing my prize right. for me. It, right. it, it, it's an enigma, but but no, I would like to work with Jared to try to win her heart back. Uh, I just that I guess that's my main question. What's the chances of that when she is so desperately wanting me to be her friend and and so forth? Well, I wish I could answer that for you, my friend. When you're saying, what are the chances? You know, I I don't know her. I don't know the situation altogether. And because I don't know her, I couldn't even venture a guess. Even if I knew her. And Kimberly, people ask us these kind of questions all the time. Mm -hmm. And we wish we could give you definitive answers to that. We really do. But but I don't know how to answer that question for you. It's going to have to be you deciding yourself. Okay? Right. Well, uh, to belabor the point, back in May, when she came back to me, she came and took, picked me up, took me out on a date that, quote, unquote, we spent seven hours together. I said, why are you doing right. this? And she said, she said because I, I don't know what I want. And mm-hmm. I think that, that a speak of the, that's speaking to the valley, right? Probably, yes. But you're doing all the right things, Adam. I mean, working with the coach that you have, you know, really being intentional about how you're implementing these things, making sure that you're doing it in a way that's wise, you're on the right path. And so a lot of times when people get to this point, Joe, they start asking these questions. They're trying to read more of the mind because they're thinking, if I can just know, then maybe I can do something to make it happen quicker. And if there's anything I have learned just in this season of my life, it's sometimes you just have to go the course and just wait for things to work out. And the timing is going to be the right timing if you're doing the things that you need to do. So that's what I would well, encourage you to since, do, since, Adam. Since, well, since, Adam, since we're we, already divorced, uh, well, we, we, we divorced in May, and since we're already divorced, I guess that greatly hinders the chances, right? No. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, that's really mm-hmm. – I, I wish I'd asked that at the beginning. I didn't think clearly. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you have a bunch of other callers here, my friend. Hey, I, I'm admiring the strength that I'm mm-hmm. hearing in you. Absolutely. And so um, if you want to hang in there for a while longer – you know, those things can happen, and Jared will be a good person to bounce things off of. Mm-hmm. He won't tell you what to do because he's told not to do that, but he'll let you think things through and ask you some good questions, my friend. He will. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, thank Adam. Bye-bye. Okay.
you know, that last part that he said of, well, what if we're just divorced? I think a lot of times we can look at our status of married, separated, divorced, and let that define what we believe the hope is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's what it, it's just a status. It has nothing to do, I'd say that loosely, but it has nothing to do with the, the hope that your relationship has. It really has to do with what, what the other person is thinking and where he or mm-hmm. he is headed. Mm-hmm. And and uh, as Kimberly said, that's not always affected by whether you're married, separated, or yeah. divorced. And uh, as we told many people, Alice and I were divorced for three years before we put it back together. Now, hopefully that won't happen for you. Hopefully you don't have to go through all of that. And that's why we try to help you save it while you're still married. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make us panic when we hear that you're divorced because it's like, okay, that's a factor. But it's not the be all end all factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Joe, our next caller is Matthew from Missouri. Matthew, can you hear us? Yes, ma'am, I certainly can. Hey, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, uh, ups and downs uh, with what I learned mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, I don't even know if you remember, I called in last week too, and, and you oh, okay. helped me out. Um, I just learned this weekend that my wife spent the weekend with my so-called friend and, uh, my son was there with him in his house. And, uh, yeah. And the week, um, that I had my son and daughter for new years, she was in Florida with him and, I'm so sorry to hear this. I really am. I know this is breaking your heart, and I'm so, so sorry to hear that. Really am. I, I don't know how to address this um, with my son, or, well, not directly with him, but to her, that it's not acceptable to be doing that and, and spending the night at somebody's house with my son. Right. Are you in the legalities yet? Are you guys dealing with attorneys yet? Yeah, I um when she left, I filed for custody of my son and uh she mm-hmm. left me and our 14-year-old daughter here. And wow, I remember um, that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and did um, you talk to your attorney about the fact that she did this this past weekend? No, I I've got a call into him. He hasn't called me back yet, but um yeah. Well, often you know, I just can never do that. I mean, I'm not saying that that your judge will because I can't predict what a judge is ever going to do, but but judges can actually make rulings like, okay, you cannot take the child around the other guy. You can't spend the night with the other guy with your child with you. And uh, I, I can't tell you that's what your judge is going to say because I don't know the judge, but I know that there are legal remedies to this. Now, tell me again how old the boy is. He's nine. He's nine. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that... The answer to this is I don't know if I would actually discuss it with the boy unless he wants to talk about it. If, he's, if he right. wants to say, Dad, I don't understand this, then do a whole lot of listening, a whole lot of trying to understand where he, where he's at mentally, what he feels emotionally, those kinds of things. But trying to address it with him, if he doesn't bring it up, I'm not sure is the smartest thing to do because it's affecting him in some fashion in all likelihood. And what I'm sure you don't want to do is affect him any more negatively than it's affected already. And so it could even be something right. that if you, want, if you want to talk about it, I'm here. I'd be glad to do that. Um, and if he says, no, Dad, I don't want to, I, if it were I, I would not push that. If he says, yeah, Dad, I really want to talk about it, 
Do your best not to throw your wife under the bus. Now, the reason I say that is because of the fact that she's still going to be his mom. And so you can say things like, son, I know that hurts, and it hurts me too. But if you go further than that, saying things like, yeah, she was just totally wrong. How dare she think like that? Then he's going to hear that his right. mom is not any good. And that's not a good thing for him. Right? No, I don't want to do that to, to any of my kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. She still, you know, I told her I wanted him in counseling, and I was going to get him in counseling on the weekends when he's with me. And mm-hmm. she denied it. And it only takes one parent to deny it. And, you know, this poor kid's had breakdowns, you know. Yeah, that's a good one, a judge can make. A judge can make all kinds of decisions here. And so if you have your, if you're, if you're an attorney, and I'm not sure what the law is for you, if you're an attorney at all, likely if they can ask the judge, then we have to check the evaluate and see if he's having some emotional problems from all this. And, and then there was some uh, uh, objective third party to make that evaluation. And if so, then the judge will order you to investigate Again, these are things right now that, that we really can't help you with, but you're a Right. Well, I was just trying to figure out how I can address it to her because she doesn't know that I know or she's not 100% certain that I know. But there are people up there who were mutual friends or were her friends, and then we all became mutual friends over the last 19 years who know what she's doing, who thinks it's wrong, and who calls and tells me, hey, these two are over there doing this or that, and then I'll get screenshots from social media set to me, and it's yeah. So well, if you I'm not her, I'm not snooping. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Well, if you confront her, she's probably going to turn against those people. Now, if that doesn't matter, okay, then go ahead and confront her. Just remember that right. people are caught doing things they could be doing. Sometimes they'll actually fess up and not be right. I couldn't have done it at all. But the majority of the time, what people do is they become extremely defensive and attack everybody else. And so. If you decide to confront her using that information, you know, Charlie sent me this text, or, or, or Mary said she saw you at such and such, then understand that the great likelihood is that she won't have anything else to do with Charlie and Mary. And if that's okay with you, and if you don't mind that, then that's fine. But if that becomes a problem, if you think maybe it shouldn't be that way, then confronting her like that may not work. I still would get right. I would tell my attorney, not only do I think this happened, but I've gotten these screenshots. I've gotten this information from my, my friends up there who know her. Because if your attorney's going to approach the judge, you'll have to have some kind of proof uh, for, the, uh, right. for the judge to believe it's correct. Right, right. Um, no, I don't want to do that to these people. I, I you know, I'm, my so-called friend said he wanted to stay out of the middle, but boy, that's sure right where he was this weekend. And uh, yeah. um, I just, well, so you know, and I'm at the point I'm at the point, Joe, I don't even know if I want her back. I can understand For what she's that. done to my my daughter. You know, my I daughter, understand. the more counseling that we go through and, and I find out things, she was a bit abusive. And yeah. I, I I don't know I, what I, to I, do. Um, I strongly urge you to take legal steps. Mm-hmm. Get your yes. attorney involved for the sake of your daughter yes, sir. and the sake of your son. And, and that's the next step, no matter what she does, because taking care of those children is a and you know that's because you love them dearly. Mm-hmm. But your responsibility for your children supersedes trying to put the marriage back together. And at least oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, nope. I agree with that okay. 100%. Um, well, track down, you track know, down I'm going to protect attorney. my kids. Absolutely, brother. You track down your attorney, yeah. get him or her to, to talk to you right away, my friend, and protect those 
Thank you for yeah. caring. We, I, have an atter- yeah. I have an attorney and the kids have one, so. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you very Matthew. much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Hard situation. <laughs> Definitely a situation. And mm-hmm. while we don't urge people to rush up to attorneys to try to end their marriage, it's mm-hmm. because anything you rush to, sometimes you want to get ready a lot later. Absolutely. But we do suggest, okay, when your spouse is doing certain things, the best person to protect you would be an attorney who is on your side. Yeah. And, uh, we're not trying to help you end your marriage, although if you need to, you need to. I mean, we're not yeah. saying you stay no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. But we certainly recommend that for the sake of your children and yourself, use attorneys that will protect you. And if your spouse gets angry, which they probably will. Which they probably will, just say, look, I'd like to save the marriage. And if you're willing to work on that, I am too. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're doing this, whatever this is, I know my attorney looks out for my rights. I'm going to follow whatever my, my, not just my rights. What's the better word here, Kimberly? My attorney's looking out for me. Best interest. My best interest. Mm-hmm. Say, the best better. And so I'm going to follow his or her advice. Mm-hmm. So if they get mad, make the attorney the villain. That's yeah. what they get paid for. Yeah. Big cop, bad cop. <laughs> Again, if you're listening and you want to call in and you have a question, the number is 657-383-0812. 657-383-0812. And be sure to press the number one after you call in. That will put you in the queue to be able to get in the line to talk to us. So be sure to press that number one if you want to speak to us. The next caller we have is Jenny from Louisiana. Jenny, can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How can we help you today, Jenny? Uh, The question I have is at what point, if you don't have solid proof, but you have enough proof that you pretty much know that your spouse is having an affair, at what point do you approach them about that? Is the spouse still at home? Yes, but in a separate okay. room. And, and, and what makes you so sure that he's having an affair? Because uh, he was he went out of town this past weekend, was supposed to go um, to a convention, um, a church convention, and he never showed up at the convention, but he did go to the hotel. And yeah. I noticed on a credit card purchase, at, uh, there was a credit card purchase this past week at an adult store. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and the, the and I asked him about the charge because I wanted to make sure it wasn't bogus. But his excuse was he was making a purchase for a friend at work. Yeah, right. So, what makes you think he's having an affair? Now realize what you're saying is went, not good. But right. I, what the makes fact you that think he went, Wait, I'm sorry. Because he ditched out on the conference, and then he had already had the hotel room reserved whenever he went to that store, mm-hmm. and he's so, never he doesn't go to that store. All right. So what I'm saying is, when you when you think there might be other possibilities, for example, what if he was hanging out at strip clubs and coming back to that room? What if he got some kind of a thing, uh, some kind of corner, for example, and brought it back to his room and put it in his computer so he could, you know, be uh, enticed or titillated by that. What I'm hearing you say is he's apparently he's doing something, and so I'm asking you, what makes you think it's necessarily going to fail? Because um, as far as in the home, there's only one DVD player as far as for movies. Um, and where he, the hotel he went to, I don't know, I don't know that hotels have DVD players or anything, so that was my assumption. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I noticed whenever, no, sir. Sometimes in the house he'll be on his phone, and then when I'm walking by, he'll close out whatever he's in. So he apparently is up to something. Yes, he's up to something. He is. And we are separated, but, you know, we're in the same house. Right. So you're assuming that it's an affair other than porn. Or strip clubs or whatever else. Correct, because we've had this issue before. It's been years, but we have. Yes. Uh, An affair before? Yes. And did he do the same kinds of things then? No, sir, he didn't do the same thing, but he did actually leave the home at that point. So I don't, I mean, he was living with somebody, a friend of his, um, which I knew who the friend was, but he he did his own thing. So I, I can't really say everything is, you know, falling in line, but we did have an affair issue before. Okay. Then here's my suggestion. I would, if it were I, if I were doing that, and of course you've got to make your own decision at that point, you've to do But I would sit down with him and say, look, uh, based on the fact that there's money missing, based on the fact that I know, that you did not go to the convention, that you had the hotel room, you went there, but you didn't go to the convention. I know that something's going on. Now, we can do this where that you just tell me what it is and you can deal with it like a adult. But if you, if you deny that anything's going on, but you don't have good explanations, like you tell me that you bought something in an adult store for somebody you work with when you're going to a church convention, uh, you can just say, you know, I don't believe that. I don't buy that. And Therefore, you can be honest and tell me what's going on so we can do it like adults in some fashion. Or if you continue to do things that are questionable, I won't want to do it, but I'll be forced to have to do some examination to find out what you're up to. I don't want to do that. I, I want us to do it as like adults. You see, we always think guys are good snooping, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have to do it to know what's going on, I think that it makes more sense to tell them up front that you're gonna have to do it. So at least they, they're not blindsided. It's just like, I'm telling you, I don't want to do it. I'd rather we deal with this. Please understand, though, that I'm going to have to have some understanding and knowledge of this. And it could be an affair. It could be what we call a short life affair. Now, I'm not trying to put ideas in your head. I'm just saying this may not be a particular one person that he is enamored of, that he's got some kind of emotional connection going on. The kind of thing you're describing could equally be true if it does picking up or going to see a prostitute or whatever else. Now, I'm not saying he's doing that. Well, let's understand. I'm just saying at this point, based on what you know, there's a whole lot of possibilities out there. And it's going to be hard to get in front of that. I know you're having an affair if you don't know that he's having an affair. Mm-hmm. Now, you know he's doing something. Mm-hmm. And so confronting mm-hmm. him about that makes sense. And I'm working on my pies, and I've even uh, asked a few people, um, on the secret Facebook page, you know, what are your suggestions? Do I address this? And they keep saying, no, just let it be. But I, p- part of me cannot let it be because it is just tearing me up inside, not knowing. Right. And I'm sure they mean well. But understand that the people in the group are uh, good people, kindness of their marriages, but they're all speaking from their own experience or the experience of safety and others, which is not always the best advice. And so sometimes I'll read in there. I don't go in that group often, but sometimes I will, and I'll see if I can kind of shudder like, I'm not sure you guys are thinking this thing through. And it's not to put them down. It's certainly not. They, they're trying their best. But in a situation like this, where it's causing you either physical, intellectual, emotional, or spiritual harm, where it's doing damage to you, which you just said, then it's time to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and does that mean that it'll save your marriage? Hopefully. But you do understand that confrontation can also push things further the other way. 
But when you get to the place where it's affecting you negatively, even in any of the pies, it's affecting you negatively, then you have to do something anyway. Even if it makes the pitch part go away, you have to do something because if you keep living like you're living, it's going to rip you apart. Am I correct? It is. Yes, it is. And so, therefore, it makes sense to do something. It really does. And I'm so sorry for this situation. And I wish I could tell you exactly what he's doing, but, of course, we're only guessing as well. But it surely does sound to me like, it surely does sound to me like he's doing something. Now, I can't guarantee that, but the the signs seem to be pretty clear, and I'm so sorry. Right. I just hope that he tells me the truth when I approach it. Did you say that you were in the Save My Marriage course? I am. Okay, great. So being I'm on my, I'm my, on my third week. Awesome. So you're still relatively new towards the beginning. I mean, continue yeah. watching that material, going through that material as well. It, it's going to help. Um, and especially you'll find a lot of people in the group when they talk about it, they say that they've maybe even gone through it multiple times. But, you know, Joe's given great advice for what to do for right now, but don't let that take place of continuing to go through that coursework, going through that material. It's going to be a huge benefit and help to you. Okay. Our heart is with you. I am so sorry for the pain you're going through. I truly am. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. As a matter of fact, speaking of that online course, Mm -hmm. um, Jesse, our, our videographer, and got all of our, our things having to do with videos and YouTubes and this and everything else. I mean, we keep that going pretty busy. Pretty busy. Pretty busy. <laughs> uh, has already hounded me today saying, we're, you say we're going to start adding videos so that, that uh, Save My Marriage course, where is the first one? <laughs> so before this week is done, I'll have two Jesse, that one, and then he has to do some editing, of course. And so it'll be starting pretty soon. We'll start adding. We hope to add one video a week for about 20 weeks. Yeah. So if you're in that course, look forward to more material. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bonus added. It's not like, well, why didn't I wait till we got them all? Mm-hmm. Or you have them all. These are things we're giving you in addition to that. Mm-hmm. And on tomorrow night, Tuesday night, beginning at 8, 8, 8 p.m. Central Time is when we do that hour-long um, coaching mm-hmm. call. So that'll be the week two support call that they get to have with Dr. Beam. And if you're listening and you're thinking, I missed it, the course is closed now, um, it is closed now, but if you still want to get on the wait list for the next time that the, court, the course opens, then you can do that. You can call us, uh, tell us that you're interested in that. We'd be happy to help you with that however we can. It's, it's really a great experience for the people that are going through it, and we believe in it. We've seen the change that comes in people's lives and in people's marriages mm-hmm. when they're going through this and when they have that community surrounding them rallying them, encouraging them through these hard times. Because you know, if you're listening to this, you're calling in because you have some kind of desperation. Mm -hmm. You need some kind of encouragement, some kind of guidance. And there's other people who are in that same boat as you who can encourage you through this time as well. Joe, our next caller that we have is Jessica from Las Vegas, who has a question about interventions. Jessica, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. It's um, Thank you for taking my call. Um, in the past, when you guys have done these um, Facebook Lives, I've typed in my questions, but today I actually um, had the opportunity to call. Oh, um, glad to have you. Just briefly, um, my husband started an affair in March of 2016, 
Mm-hmm. Um, in July of 2016, he told me, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. The affair was an old girlfriend from high school. We were high school sweethearts. And mm-hmm. we had broken up for like three months when I had to move away for a short time. And he dated her. Um, and mm-hmm. then he broke up with her and came back to me. Um, mm-hmm. He was supposed to move in February of 2017, 1,800 miles away to where we grew up to live with her. And things started to implode. She got a little nervous, whatever. Um, and I managed to convince him to stay, even though he was sleeping on the couch at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, about March of 2017, when they kind of had a falling out, he started drinking again. And mm-hmm. he had been sober for several years, um, because I had threatened to leave over his drinking right. way back when. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, His drinking has gotten really bad, but it has worked in my favor um, because when he gets, he only drinks at home, he only drinks alone, and he drinks until he's almost falling down. But when he drinks, he gets angry with her and texts her. That's good. I mean, I hate that he's drinking, um, but that's bad, but I'm glad he's texting her. So how many do you have to do that? Well, my question is, I'm at the, he's finally, you know, for over a year now, he's been sleeping in our bed, but he still, he goes through these phases where he reaches out to her, they start talking, and then he does something nasty, and it, you know, Mm -hmm. impending doom for him, and he goes into this deep depression, and when he's so drunk, sometimes he, um, he gets confused about who I am. Uh, and he'll lash out at me for things that must be going on between the two of them. Um, He's not become physically abusive or anything, and I'm not fearful, but I really feel like I need to say something to him about his drinking. I've just been sort of tolerating it, and my daughter and I go on with our business, but I'm afraid that, you know, because if I'm the one who confronts him about his drinking, then, of course, I'll be the bad guy. Right. So you want to do um, an intervention on his drinking? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if I should continue to tolerate it until they are completely done or if I should attempt to do this intervention. The problem is, is all the people that could do it with me live 1,800 miles away. Okay. I just need to think about an intervention and... and He's talking about intervention towards drinking. I understand that you want the marriage to work, and I understand that, that you like the fact that you're sending the negative stuff when he's drinking. But the drinking in and of itself can lead to disaster. What I mean by that is it, it can deteriorate his health rapidly. So that just the drink in and of itself by itself is a dangerous kind of thing. Especially he's drinking to the point where he's almost falling down. So if it were I, now you have to make your own decision, of course. But if it were I, I would not let the drinking continue, hoping that the distorted of relationship, because the drinking in and of itself is so dangerous. And when it comes to an intervention, typically, if you look at the models that are developed by alcoholics and others, and what they use, uh, often 
doing the intervention and he's going to get angry with me. I get that. Typically, the intervention is much better done by other people. Now, what I just heard you say was, well, all the people are 1,800 miles away. That makes it much more difficult. Because intervention only works if the people doing the intervention, first of all, are people that he cares about or, and have some way to bring about a negative consequence if he continues thinking. For example, you say a daughter. Now, if, if your daughter, and typically intervention is very difficult to do with just one person. You want more than one person involved, but typically not the spouse. And when the event intervention occurs, if, if you have not yet already looked at it, Go to marriagehelper.com, that's marriagehelper.com, slash intervention. I'm pretty comfortable with the there. Slash intervention. And there you'll find two 45-minute audios that you can listen to that explain intervention from the beginning to the end. There's also an ebook there, a PDF that you can download. It's like 35 or 40 pages long that tells you exactly why interventions work, how they are to be done, how that they have to be practiced in advance by the people that are going to do it. Because one of the biggest things that makes an intervention fail is that people don't practice them in advance. They go, oh, we know what to do, we can handle it. And they go in and they do what they think is an intervention, and the other person rejects it, and then they're out. Nothing else is going to work after that because they just blew it from the word go. And so, therefore, people who do the intervention really need to listen to those audios and definitely need to read that PDF from beginning to the end and understand everything in it. Then they practice the intervention so that they know exactly what they're going to say and how they're going to rebuttal whether it he says, those kinds of things. And all that's documented in that PDF. And if people do that and do it well, which they won't do if they do it off the cuff, like, oh, we don't need to read that, we can do it. No, you cannot. You're being arrogant, actually, to think that you can because this has been worked out over a series of many years by the people at AA, and they really know what they're doing. What makes you think you'll be better at it than they are? So read through this, think through it, examine it thoroughly, and then do that. And if you don't have anybody there that, that can bring about negative consequences if he doesn't do what they're asking him to do, then it's not going to work. If you have people there that he doesn't care about, has no respect for, it's not going to work. And if you think that you by yourself can make it work, the well, likelihood is that you cannot. It's going to fail. Now, realize I may be painting a picture that you're going, well, it's hopeless then because all those people are 1,800 miles away. I'm just telling you what normally works. Now, if you want to listen to those audios, if you want to look at the PDF and then try to do it by yourself, I'm not going to tell you not to. I'm just telling you that the odds of it working are going dramatically if you try to do that. And if you can find those other people, but they have to be people that can worry about negative consequences. So if they live 1,800 miles away, they probably can't really bring about a negative consequence. So I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just saying that there are certain ways that make this thing work and certain ways that are probably not going to work. And so I, I, I know that I'm probably discouraging you. But the thing is, we always tell the truth. I'm not going to lie to you and think things that aren't true. But if it were I, I would find some way to do the intervention. And so sometimes you bring about employers. Sometimes you bring about uh, close friends. If they're church people, sometimes you bring about people at church that, that they care about. You said you have a daughter. Sometimes you would involve, particularly if your daughter's old enough to understand how to do it, you would involve her. And so there are different ways to look at it. But I suggest the first thing you do is go to that, on marriagehelper.com, find that intervention stuff. 
listen to those audios, read that PDF, and then decide where to go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. I just Thank did, you I, so much, I haven't confronted it, and I, I just I don't want to you know take twenty steps backwards mm-hmm. after it's making hard. so much progress. You know. Yeah. Thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you, Jessica. I think sometimes can really do. Mm-hmm. People don't want my answers, <laughs> but but, but there's no there's no <laughs> magic dust. There's no magic yeah. phrase or these things take work. And even like I, I hate discouraging people when it comes to the intervention, but the people that are going to do the intervention won't read the document and understand it. It's almost inevitably going to fail, and yet we hear it all the time. Well, yeah, I talked to these people and they said we don't need to do all that. We're just going to see it. And it just breaks my heart that people won't make the effort to learn how to do what they're going to try to do. And, and, and I'm sorry if I'm, I, I don't mean to offend people. I really don't. I didn't hear anything offensive. But it's the thing of reality is reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Well, let's take our next caller. We have Mindy from Pennsylvania. Mindy, how are you doing today? Can you hear us? I'm okay. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little muffled. Does she sound muffled to you? Yeah, muffled to me. Okay. I think maybe she's changing How something about now? else. You're much better. better. Yes. Much better. Thank you. <laughs> How can we help you today? I'm at work, so she's got the TV up loud, so. Okay. How can we help you today? Do we lose her? I don't know. Mindy, are you still there? Okay, we might have lost her. We'll take someone else in the meantime. Okay, we'll, we'll try to come we'll back, come back to, you, back Mindy. to Mindy. We'll okay. see. Right. We'll see what's happening. All right. Okay. So, yes, um, I think her call dropped. So hopefully she'll call back. All right. So the next caller is Nick from Canada, who has a question. Nick, can you hear us? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. How can we help you today, Nick? Um. Well. I've been going through some trouble with uh, my marriage and um, my wife is in what I believe a limerence situation. Um, We've been fighting quite a bit. Uh, We are currently sleeping in separate rooms. Um, I started working on my pies as I discovered your YouTube channel probably about a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really, it's really helped me. Like the the videos are are incredible. Um, in the last couple of weeks, there has been a little bit of progress made. We don't fight as much. Uh, we do have two, two girls together, two little girls. Um, my question, I've talked to her about what's been going on. I, I believe she's in an emotional affair. That's my belief. Well, it's, she, she is absolutely in an emotional affair. Um, but she denies it. And, um, I, I don't know how to get her to convince herself that she is, how do I get her to realize what she's doing? And she knows what she's doing is wrong, but she won't, and she won't cut ties with this person who, who's actually used to be a, a former friend of mine. Yeah. It's quite often that it happens that it's a, a person that's a friend of the spouse. For example, women often get involved with a friend of the husband and men often get involved with a friend of the wife. It's not unusual at all. What you're dealing with, if indeed she's in a limerick relationship, if she has, if she's in an emotional affair, then logic is the last thing that's going to work. 
Because whenever you try to combat emotions with logic, emotions are going to win every time. I mean, even, even to the point that people will say and do illogical things because the emotions are so powerful. Therefore, trying right. to convince her of this is probably not going to work. He said, well, then what in the world do you do? Understand that, uh, how long do you think she's been involved with this guy? Probably, like, seriously involved where it's been a problem about two years. Um, as far as I know, it hasn't turned sexual. Um, really? She is very honest with me, um, yeah. w- which is good, and I try and be that safe space for her. Um, there was a a incident that happened about a year and a half ago at our house where I caught them kissing at a party of ours, which was which was tough. Um, but we kind of bounced back a little bit and then kind of regressed in the last six months we've been having as this person kind of came back into our lives I tried to you know fix that relationship between him and I as you know I thought it was a friendship worth fixing but it it kind of backfired on me so here's my question she still lives at home yes she's still sleeping in the same bed with you no, we sleep in separate rooms. Is there any physical intimacy at all? Uh, there's not. She she won't even... Um, well, she won't kiss me on the lips. She tells me she loves me every day. Um, we hug every day, and she kisses me on the neck. I kiss her on the neck, but that's as, mm-hmm. as far as it goes. Sometimes we cuddle in bed, but I then return to my room. Okay. And is she talking about moving out? We've we've had that conversation. She's asked me to, um, you know, find. She she originally asked me to go live with my mom. Um, she said it would be easier for the kids and easier for me to to move out rather than her. Um, but that's not really convenient for me, or like, yeah. it, it's not something I want to do. How long ago was that conversation? Um, probably the last time we talked about it, about a month ago. Okay. But she's not pushing it. She's not pushing for you to leave. No, no. Okay. First of all, uh, I think it's a wise idea that you did not leave. I mean, because when people separate, then things become easier, which is not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because you see, right. when you're separated, there's some degree of relief that because of the fact you're not having to face each other every day. And then when it comes down to, okay, we've got to do somewhere to put this thing back together, it's like, well, I'm kind of at peace right now because we're separated. So we recommend that people separate only in the case where somebody's in danger. And then, yeah, without a doubt, separate so you can be safe. So I think you were wise not to leave. And the fact that she's okay. still telling you every day that she loves you. <laughs> do you in any way uh, believe or know that she is escalating with the other guy at this point? I, I don't know. I've, that's always been like, uh, you know, a, a hot point when, uh, when we talk about it and cause I have a hard time controlling my emotion towards it, but I'm trying to be that, you know, safe space and be understanding of what right. she's going through right. and trying to listen to her and not, you know, make her right. feel like she can't tell me these things. Gotcha. But in the long run, as, time like, is on your side. Here's what I mean by that. You said you think it's been going on for at least two years. If that's the case, if they had this emotional connection for two years, 
understand that that a limit relationship, and that's what this is, a limit relationship will last yeah. somewhere between three months and 48 months. And most of them, most of them end well before the end of the third year, many around the end of the second year. So the very fact is you haven't left, if you're still living in the same house, even if you're in different beds, the fact that you're in the same house, the more that time passes is actually to your advantage. Okay? And and if you can if you can maintain living together, even if she's down the hall, if you can maintain living together and it's not uh, acrimonious, you guys are not yelling and screaming at each other, she still says, I love you. They may still have a different the fact that she says, I love you, that you actually can even kiss each other on the next, on good sense. And so, if you can maintain, just maintain what you're doing now, it sounds like you're doing the right kinds of things, and hopefully, time is on your side, and this thing will eventually work out if, if you can handle it for a while longer. And when I say a while longer, you must understand, I don't know how long that is. I don't necessarily be three months or hard two years, I don't know. But if you can continue to do that, because obviously you love her, then that's yeah. to your advantage. And it's also to the advantage of your daughters that you're still in that house. Uh, right. Trust me, all kinds of research on that. Have you, uh, are you aware of this three-day intensive that we do here in, in Tennessee? I am, and if, if she were to agree to go, I, I would definitely take, yeah, we have, take her up we on have it. Couples, we have couples from Canada all the time. Uh, I mean, all yeah. of them. So if uh, you may at some point, I wouldn't push it, but at some point just recommend, hey, you know, we probably need to come to some kind of resolution of how we're going to do this. And so I ask right. you for my sake, would you be willing to go to that workshop with me? But I certainly wouldn't push that. Because right now, no. you're kind of in a valley where that uh, at least it appears that you're making progress in the sense that you still talk to each other and she still understands as least some degree of love to you. And so if you can just be patient for a while, this may well work out to the bench. Now, you've been listening to our videos so you understand the highs and things like that. By any chance, are you in our online course? No, not, not yet. Okay. You might want to consider that because it actually takes you through kind of a step-by-step-by-step by step by step. what do you do and, and uh, while we give some information on the YouTubes and et cetera, and we're happy those are there for you for free, the online course, we do charge a fee for that. But the online course actually gets into more detail with specifics and et cetera. And, and if that's a possibility for you, I would strongly suggest that you consider that possibility just to help you become the best you you can be. But so far, young man, it sounds to me like you're doing all the right things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough, but like I have been, you know, doing the pies and, you know, it's, it's starting to, you know, I, I think make a difference and that's why we've seen a little Good. bit of process or progress. But um, now like she, she's been friends with this guy for, for quite some time, probably like seven years. But like I mm-hmm. said, it was like two years ago that things started kind of escalating. Um, she did tell me yesterday that she went to dinner with him with other friends with other people and um my question to her was like oh you're still hanging around with him and she said yeah sometimes but he he okay. he probably sees her every day because she works at a gym and uh he goes to that gym i, I no longer go yeah. to that gym i go to a different gym because of 
All right. Well, my suggestion is for the time being, young man, keep doing what you're doing. And if it's a, a viable alternative for you, I would suggest the online course. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep doing it, man. Thank, Thank you, you for very calling much. Thank you. Are we Thank finished? You. We got a microphone problem here? No. Okay. Everything <laughs> is awesome. All right. So our next caller is going to be Jasmine from California. Jasmine, can you hear us okay? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, I believe you've called before. I think I remember your name and location. Yes. Yes, I've called before. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So thank you for you taking the my call. my marriage course a couple months ago. Yes, yes, yes. So I finished it, and awesome. um, actually things, things were going really great. I was feeling very, very confident, and I think last time I spoke to you, I told you how I noticed like a – a little change, and, and my husband, he reached out, and he was being very open and started asking about my job, how's everything, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So since then, he actually continued to do that and reached out and um, asked me out. I don't know if you remember, he lives mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. He came to San Diego to see me. And it was great. So I try at that point to, uh, well, he wanted to get very close to me. And I said, like, had, wanting to have intimacy, said, you know, what's what you really want? Because, no, I don't think we should do that because um, he's like, why not? I said, because I, you disappear. And then that hurts me, and I don't want to do that anymore. And he said, no, this is different. That was before blah, 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 and I said, um, he said how he was scared that because things didn't work out before, and I said, well, you know, all I really want is for us to really start to hang out more, and that's it, and mm-hmm. he said, okay, and so a week, I asked him to my holiday party at that time from work, and he was very open to that. He said, I'm going to try to make it work. If I don't, I'll let you know. He did let me know. He said, I couldn't have anybody cover the project, so I can't. But let's hang out after. I said, fine. He texted me, and he said, hey, would you, what are you doing next weekend? This was the weekend right before Christmas. And he said, would you like to come up to L.A. the day before? Because I was going to see some friends. And he said, we can go out to dinner, hang out. And I went. And it was great. We ha- I, he was extremely over- overly excited to see me. Mm-hmm. And he, it was great. I was, like, over the moon. And all of a sudden, um, we, we, we had intimacy, and it was great. But then at the, towards the end of the night, I started feeling something, that something was off, and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Um, and I don't know if... Now looking back, I was maybe getting too comfortable, and I started to like, oh, we can do this, we can go here, we can go there, and maybe I kind of crossed the line for him, and I don't know. So the next day, he did still say, okay, yeah, I'll let you know in the next few weeks, in the next few days, because I was going to take a week off. If we can do something, um, if not, after I come back from my trip, he was going to go on a two-week trip to San Francisco and uh, a work trip. And he said, but I'll let you know. 
I said, okay, that's fine. Um, so during that week that he was going to maybe do, we were going to maybe reach out to maybe do something, I never heard from him. And then, mm-hmm. and then the two weeks from his work trip went by, so now it's been three weeks since right. I so, haven't reached so, uh, so how many do we help you today? What can we do for you? Yes. I, I'm so sorry. Um, so at this point where I'm at is that why did he back off like that? And there's been, it's, it's been seven months since now we've been separated. And quite frankly, when I talk to people that are my closest friends, they, they're trying to tell me, you need to start dating somebody else. And I just, mm-hmm. okay, something else that happened is that I just got laid off um, last week. And so now... Yeah, so now I'm like, okay, I might actually go back to LA because that's where my industry is. I've been mm-hmm. traveling here in San Diego, and now I, because we were in our insurance, I need to reach out to him to say, hey, our insurance just like cancel, so mm-hmm. can we jump in here? But I need to reach out to him, and I don't know what's the best way to do it because I don't want him. Now I have to okay, like so, look so for a job is, in LA. He has been on your insurance, right? Yeah, he he's okay. in an so insurance. So what you contact him is that you you contact him. I mean, you call him whatever it is, and you say, okay, there's something I need to tell you. I got laid off, which means that our insurance is ending, mm-hmm. and I I wanted you to know that. And so that's why you contact him. Yeah. And under smart contact, you always contact the other person when there's some reason to when do it. When there's so. a reason to do it, I think you're overthinking it, Jasmine. I really think that. You are reading too much into some of the things that you've been doing. I mean, even just hearing you go back and say, what did I do that night that might have pushed them away? I just, I think you're overthinking it. I think you need to yeah. be confident when you speak to him. Do it when you have a reason to. And then don't expect anything from your interactions. And just keep doing the things that you have been doing that have been working. You know, don't be too pushy when you are together. And then after that, just don't think about it. Just continue to work on your pies, to live your life, make a decision. If you make a decision to move back to LA, don't overthink how he's going to react to it. If you're doing it for you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he thinks about it. So, you know, I would encourage you, and I know that we're, we're trying to get to a couple of other, other callers as we're wrapping up here, but I would encourage you that it sounds like you're still doing everything right. Um, you know, don't overanalyze everything and be too hard on yourself. Right. That's my encouragement for you. And the other thing that Kimberly said, make sure you heard it, don't push. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of t- take things a day at a time. You see, often we tend to think in terms of reconciliation when the other, when the other person, the other spouse, mm-hmm. shows some attention. We start thinking, oh, this may be a process of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, it's more of an idea of dating. Like we're mm-hmm. still just in the dating phase yeah. here. And just like in a dating phase, you wouldn't be pushing very hard. Then in the same in the early parts of when you start potentially working things out together, mm-hmm. think about it like dating rather than reconciliation. It's not reconciliation yet. Mm-hmm. Now the fact that you spent the time okay. together and it was good, that's good. Definitely call him and tell him about the insurance. He needs to know. <laughs> he needs to know that's the case. And then don't so, push anything. Yeah. So here is a uh, just a short question. Um, what I've been thinking is that somehow I kind of started to feel like, okay, maybe he wanted to just be intimate. And then after that, I don't know, it made me feel a little bit like it, it happened. And then he, he walked away again and didn't reach out again. Like he got what he Thank wanted. You. And Thank then, you. 
What you just yeah. described is not unusual. Mm-hmm. That a person moves closer and then move a little bit away for a while, and mm-hmm. then move closer and move a little way a while, a little ways away okay. from you for a while. That's extremely common. Mm-hmm. Extremely common. Uh, so, well, well, we're not hearing anything scary here. Mm-mm. Okay, we're really? thinking, okay, okay, you make some, you make some progress. Just be calm, be confident, and you'll make some more progress. Yep. I feel okay. like maybe who I'm talking to, it's kind of not helping because they're the ones who tell me you need to start dating other people. They are not and like, Why do you don't have talk. hope? And, <laughs> don't and it, it makes me question my own hope, hope, you know? Don't exactly. talk to them about this. That's right. Don't talk to them about mm-hmm. this. They're, you see, when people love you, they tend to get bad advice because they're just thinking about you being happy and you being fulfilled mm-hmm. and they tend not to see the big picture. Mm-hmm. So still be friends with them, talk mm-hmm. about anything you want to, but not this. Okay. Because they won't mean to, but they'll lead you astray. Okay. Yeah. You can do this. You can. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Um, it's getting to me, but thank you so much. It says our producer over there is telling me that something happened. Okay. I'm going to go to the next caller. Okay, so we have the next caller is from New Zealand. New Zealand. Isn't that exciting? Yes. I've been to Australia, but, but I'm to New Zealand. I'm going to see if this works. Simon, can you hear us? <laughs> I can hear you, yes. <laughs> he well, can talk all day. You like, you like the <laughs> I love the accent. <laughs> well, I earned, I earned my PhD at the University of Sydney in Sydney, Australia, but I've never been to New England. I mean, New Zealand. I understand it's beautiful there. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's it's summer here at the moment, so it makes it the kind of the opposite for you guys. It's <laughs> it's uh, where are we? We're at eight eight thirty in the morning, and it's a nice blue sky. Hello. Oh no. Hello. What happened? Wait. Are you there? I think. Simon, yeah, are you still yeah, there? yeah. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. You you dropped out for a second, so all we heard was sunny skies, and then you were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so my, how, how uh, can we help you today? So my wife and I have been separated for about seven months now. Um, in June, sort of end of June. Okay, I think it's his service. I think he's going in with... and out. Hey, Simon, yeah, um, uh, are you in an... Yeah. Can you get to an area with some better service? You're you're dropping in and out on us. Yeah. Is this is this better here if I stand still? Yeah. Yeah, stand still, right there. Yeah. Don't Excellent. move. So, so uh yeah, so seven months ago, um my wife and I separated of her choice. She kicked me out of the house. Um I found out that about five weeks ago it was because she had an affair with my best friend. Um and uh, so uh, on the discovery day, um, you know, she kind of um, was open and con- confessed everything. Um, I think she only confessed everything because I found out that she'd slept with other people after being separated. Now, um, she agreed that, you know, it would be good if we could work on the marriage because she thought that eventually we would get back together kind of situation. Um, over the Christmas holiday, we spent about three weeks together solidly. I'm not sure if you follow the group, but I've been posting in the group um, the process we've been going through. Um, we had a coaching call um, and she identified herself being in discovery. 
which is obviously hard to hear when I thought we were going to be in the throes of doing reconciliation. But at the moment, um, she more or less basically has said to me, you know, um, I'm not sure if I want to be married to you. I'm, I don't, you know, I would have thought over the last three weeks or four weeks that I would have developed some feelings of love for you, but I don't have any feelings of love for you. Um, so she's quite um, ambivalent about all of it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of kind of uncertainty for me. You know, I'm not going to like exactly give up. I don't believe divorce is really an option for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm kind of, I'm not sure. Like, I don't feel like I have the tools to help to help her get through whatever hurt she's going through and whatever fog she's put herself in because she's essentially emotionally disconnected herself from me for the last six or seven months and um, um, doesn't, you know, she's been using her feelings as a compass <laughs> that the Bible is pretty straightforward about saying, you know, the, the heart of man is, you know, deceitful, adulterous, thieving, the rest of that. So like following your heart generally is not the best advice. <laughs> right. um, and and it, she has postnatal depression. She's had it since we had our daughter um, two years ago. Um, she's on quite a high dose of um, antidepressants but uh, she's not seeking counselling or help for herself. So my fear is if she doesn't seek any help for herself to kind of work through the issues that she's caused herself doing this emotional harm to herself and this disconnect that um, we may not be able to reconcile. I mean, obviously, I do desire reconciliation. I've done the online course. It's changed my life dramatically. I would like to put that out as a, as a, as a testimony to your company. It's fantastic. Um, it changed me into an, a, a new man, and she has she has openly recognised that the the week four letter um, was one of the biggest um, uh, eye openers for her, which is which is um, if, if that's any hope to anybody else listening, you know the, the the letters sometimes will not help, but in this case the letter definitely kind of opened her eyes. Mm-hmm. So my 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 biggest question is kind of what what can I do, essentially being friend zoned by my wife to essentially, I know, in some way guide her back to, you know, the, the love path. You know, I've, I've bought <laughs> quite, a, quite a few of your books and I've, I've read through them and they're, they're fantastic and they've helped me understand where, where I was and what I was doing wrong. Um, you know, ad- admittedly, we, we didn't have a fantastic marriage before because I was uh, controlling and I wasn't very uh, emotionally attentive. And obviously this um, affair partner... Um, he he used me to get information on her, and then use that information to manipulate and control her. But obviously, it takes two two to tango, so she is obviously to blame as well. But I, okay, I just so don't I know how. A couple to... of questions. A couple of questions, my friend. Is, so he, you... is is he still in the picture? No, no. So that okay. that right. it lasted about a month. So it was from about June okay. to July, and then it ended. Um, okay. So the irony of it is, is that he. He, I was going to say, sorry, he, he, he contacted her the day that she told me everything and was like, you know, I, I love you, I'll leave my wife for you, and she basically laughed at him on the phone and said, in what world did you think that was going to happen? So th- there's that, that's a plus. But. Let's talk yeah. a couple of things here. Okay. The fact that you said it's been four weeks and, and I resulted in the emotion. People on high doses of antidepressants cannot feel strong feelings of love for you. Sometimes even the feelings they have to go on treatment. I don't, I don't mean to quit work and don't understand, but people on high doses of, uh, actually even research about this, people who are on high doses and have a presence, particularly if it happens to be a selective serotonin, we have taken inhibitor, which can be anything. 
everything from Prozac and Lexapro to Zoloft, there's a ton of those. Those people tend not to feel very strong emotions of love toward anybody. Now, it doesn't mean they're mm-hmm. loving their children, for example, but the intensity of the love actually gets muted some. Therefore, the fact that she's yep. taking this kind of medicine and she says, well, three or four weeks, I thought I would have redeveloped feelings of love for you. Mm-hmm. My response would be, it's almost an impossibility that she could if mm-hmm. she's taking high doses of antidepressants. It's almost impossible that she would have redeveloped strong emotions of love toward you because that's prohibiting yep. that. It's keeping it from happening. Now, we can go into a lot of the, the, the science about that, but very quickly, I'd get to an area where I didn't know what I was talking about. So it's, it's, don't, let me, don't let me go into an area where I really can't explain it very well. My suggestion to you, therefore, my friend, is you've grown, developed, and all those kinds of things, good for you. That's awesome. Now, keep doing those things, but patiently, and don't panic if she says things like, well, I still haven't developed these emotions for you. You can even respond by saying, well, you know, I understand that antidepressants can actually have that effect. I'm not telling you to quit mm-hmm. taking them, but I am saying since you're on those, can you at least factor that in? That let's just continue to be patient and go a day at a time, a step at a time, a day at a time, a step at a time. And if at some point she would be agreeable to seeing somebody who can help her with the depression, other than just writing prescriptions, that'd be awesome. But you probably would not do well to try to push her into that. If you can encourage her in it without appearing to be pushy, that would be good. And so sometimes there are good counselors or therapists who can help people deal with the depression. I'd be careful about suggesting she go to a marriage counselor. I would say, if you're going to see somebody about this, if the medicine's not doing for you what you want, then there's good counselors and therapists we can find who can help you with the depression. So what I'm saying to my yep. is, I don't think it's time to panic, and I don't think it's time to think, well, if she hasn't developed those emotions for me, she won't. I'm saying that based on what you're saying about the medicines she's taking, it's just going to be a very slow process. It can still be done, but it's not going to happen overnight, and there's not going to be intense emotions. By the way, the reason that's also to your advantage is that's why she's probably still not with the other guy. It, it, it mutes those emotions as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did that make any yeah. sense to you at all? <laughs> okay. So no, be did, patient, did, my friend. I am. Um, that's good. That's very good advice. I I spoke to a, a counselor, and I mean I I have a lot of faith in the coaching process you guys have, but I had a really good talk with a counselor last night that basically said to to me that you know, um, if if she was willing to do counseling sessions, you know, he wouldn't even do marriage counseling. He would just do counseling counseling with the two of us, just to help us mm-hmm. get through. Uh, you know the, the damage and basically whatever past events we've we've had in our lives to get through it. Essentially, um, he's a Christian counselor that doesn't believe in divorce either. You know, we had one marriage counseling session with a counselor, which was a complete waste of time because he said to her, you know, if 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 she wants out, you have to let her. And I was like, <laughs> what stupid advice. <laughs> so, yeah. Good for you, young man. Yes. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm going to quote you. That's stupid advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Simon, if there's ever any chance that we could get both of you here in Nashville, we would love to meet you. 
Love oh, to meet I, you. Honestly, I, I, I would love to go. But I, I wish the flights weren't so expensive. I uh, People mm. were telling me that on the on the Facebook group, you know, you should just come to the course. I'm like, well, does anyone feel like sponsoring me $8,000 to fly there and back? Right. That's how much I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. Man, that's not cheap, but, you know. Maybe somehow, some way, something can happen. But I mean, Simon, thank yep. you so much for calling. We, I, you know, you, you sound like a really good guy. Yeah, very even keeled. I mean, even when at the beginning of the conversation, when you said, you know, there's some things that she's going through, I can't help her with, and I, and you kind of stepped back from that. It's really wise. A lot very of people much. don't do that. So, you know, it sounds like you're doing all the right things and it just, you know, love taking your call, love hearing where you are be, and be patient. Yeah. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's, that, that's my biggest downfall is my impatience. You know, you get the whole three weeks in, I'm thinking, awesome, is this, is this reconciliation until we had the coaching call and it's like, no, 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 yeah. the, the, this is just discovery. I'm like, ah, dang it. <laughs> Don't let it dishearten you. But, but that's okay. Just mm-hmm. a step at a time. It friend. is okay. A step at a time. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much for taking the call, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Simon. Thank you. you know, another part to even what you were just saying of, you know, a lot of people just wish they could get their spouse on a coaching call with them. So mm-hmm. even something like that, look for those positive things, those victory steps of, mm-hmm. hey, here's all the things going right. That's correct. Well, we're out of time. We're out of time. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you for talking with us. We'd be happy to talk to you again. So many callers we did not get to. And please try and call back again next week. Again, like Joe says, call early. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) Call early and we'll try and get to you as soon as we can. But if there's anything else during the week or after this call and you're still saying, well, I still have questions about, you know, the Save My Marriage course, the workshop, coaching, so many people talking about coaching, or just how can I get to more resources that you offer? please call us at our office. You can call us at 866-903-0990, or you can visit us at marriagehelper.com, and you can see so many more articles there, information about our products and services, and, you know, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash marriagehelper, where we have a ton of great resources there, videos that we're uploading every single week. So we have something for you any time of day to be able to help you wherever you are. That is our goal. What are your parting words, Joe? Be patient. (laughs) Do the right things and be patient. Be patient. So until next Monday, be patient and have a good week.